Listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey, 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 this is Felice Clark, the Real Talk SLP podcast host, and today we're going to be talking about three activities you can do with the snowman theme. Now, um, it's January. Can you believe it? January 2022. You know, raise your hand. Tell me how many times have you wrote 2021 on a report, on a check, (laughs) on a progress note, whatever. There's something about changing the years. It's it's so crazy how much we get ingrained in our routines that when you have to change something, it can just like trip you up. You know what I mean? Um, and it can take a couple of months. Like you think that you would correct it after one or two times of it happening, but it can sometimes take me like a month to get used to writing the new year on my reports, um, on checks. You know what I'm talking about? I hope I'm not the only one. Anyways, it's January, it's winter season, and if you haven't planned a winter unit yet, might I suggest doing snowmen? Now, if (laughs) kids love snowmen, and even if they don't have like a true winter season, snowmen are just cool, okay? Now, I know all you Midwest and East Coast people who get crazy extreme weather. You're like, it snowed yesterday and my kids went outside to build a snowman. I mean, that theme is really, really relevant to your students because they are experiencing that in their real lives. Now, where I live in California, we definitely have a winter season, but you know, you guys might laugh at me when I go, it's freezing out there and it's only 40 degrees. And that's like at night, you're probably going fleece, suck it up put on a jacket and get your butt outside. That's nice weather. And I do, I do go outside. So anyway, in California, uh, we have very like wonderful climate. It definitely snows. So the fun thing about winter season is that I can live where there is no snow and then drive up to the mountains in two hours or less and get that snowy experience. That is super fun with my kids. And so Snowman is just something that you can associate with the winter season, basically is what I'm saying. And even if your kids don't live near snow, there's a ton of great books to expose them to this concept that they can see like, oh, if I ever go to the snow, I can go make a snowman. I mean, that's a fun thing to do, right? Well, anyway, today's episode is going to be all about three activities that you can use to implement with a snowman theme for your caseload. So if you are new to implementing theme therapy, I want to let you know about my free ultimate theme therapy guide, which comes with templates for planning out your theme so that you can cover as many goals and ages as you can for your with for your caseload with a theme-based approach. It also comes with over a hundred ideas for different themes that you could choose to implement with your caseload. And some of those are like seasonal and then some are just generic themes that you can use. And so it's like, it's an inspiration 
overload session where if, if you're lacking some inspiration with implementing themes, you just go download this theme therapy ultimate guide. And next thing you know, you have a whole lesson and an activity planned. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that free theme therapy guide for you to go download. If secondly, if you're new to implementing a themed based therapy approach, I want you to go check out episode 45 of my Real Talk SLB podcast. It's why I use themes longer than a week. I think sometimes there's there's SL, there's two types of SLPs. There's one S type of SLP who's going, you guys plan themes all the time? Who's got time for that? Why are you doing that? That's, that's just silly. We have other things we could be doing, right? You have that those SLPs that are going, you guys plan themes every week? What? And then they never want to jump on the theme-based therapy approach train because they think that they have to plan themes every single week. So we have that camp. And then we have the other camp of SLPs who are planning themes every week and burning out. And they're going, huh, is everybody doing this? Is, is this what's happening? Oh my gosh, really? Because I'm dying over here trying to plan activities for every week, right? <laughs> Which camp are you in? So one camp you have where they're like, I ain't going to ever do that because that's too much work. And then we have the other team who's going, I'm doing everything I can and I'm, I'm burning out, right? So guess what? You need to go check out, basically what I'm saying is you need to go check out episode 45, why I use themes longer than a week. There's a reason. There's a reason I do. There's several reasons. Number one, it's good for the kids. Um, and two, it's great for us. If you can plan a theme longer than a week, because that means although you may be planning and having to efficiently, you know, look at how you can use a theme for a lot of goals and kids, when you do it for more than a week, it makes it worth the time because then you're spending, you're spending maybe a little more time up front, but then you are able to use all those activities and materials for a longer period of time. And then when you put the effort in next year, when it's January and you're going, I don't want to go to work. I was really enjoying my winter break. And then this happened January. You can pull out all the activities that you did last year. So that is why I, that, those are some main points why I plan longer than a week and why I think it's worth the investment to implement a theme-based approach, especially with themes that are engaging um, for our students. Now there's a ton of different themes that are engaging for our students, but um, snowmen are just, they're, they're great for the younger crew and there are ways to adapt it for the older crew. So anyways, I'll stop with my ranting about why you should do a theme longer than a week and actually just get into the topic. Um, we are, so again, we are talking about three activities you can do with a snowman theme. So right off the bat, um, with a snowman theme, you can do a snowman craft 
or a cooking activity where you make a snowman out of marshmallows and pretzels and, you know, candy corns and M&Ms. I have a blog post with snowman activities for early elementary, and it is all linked there. So I will link it in the show notes so you can go check it out and see pictures. But you could do some really fun snowman crafts that are very easy to implement, like with a paper plate. Um, I have some free snowman visuals on that blog post linked, and it can be a great way to work on sequencing and connecting with the characters in the book that you might be doing, especially if you're going into the classroom and doing a co-teach model where you're pushing into the classroom and teaching the whole class. A craft can be a great way to get everybody connected with the book that you read on the carpet. Um, And so a paper plate craft is super, super easy, not a lot of work, and your kids are gonna get really engaged. Same with a cooking activity. Uh, Christine Lamb from Live Love Speech has some great visual recipes in her TPT store. I link them in the snow snowman activities for early elementary, but she has a super cute craft where you can make a snowman using marshmallows and pretzels, and it's perfect for requesting, pour words, turn taking, waiting, um, sequencing so much fun stuff, vocabulary, and your kids are going to be so motivated to communicate because they're, they get to eat their, their craft or their cooking craft, should I say? (laughs) Um, Okay. So that's the first activity you can do with the snowman theme is you can do a craft or a cooking activity with your students. The second activity that you can do with your students is you can work on sequencing and summarizing and telling, explaining what you did to build a snowman. So for a younger age group, you may be using, you know, Play-Doh and different manipulatives to build a snowman with Play-Doh. You can also make like a file folder with a snowman and building the snowman and decorating him with you know, a scarf or a hat or mittens and sticks. So for your younger students, you can use some of those materials to work on building a snowman. I even found a really cool giant felt snowman kit on Amazon that you could put on the wall and highlight you know, different clothing items. This is what I love about it is you can theme smash clothing and snowmen, which is amazing, right? So you can sequence, have students follow directions, sequence the steps for how they built their snowman, um, describe what their snowman is wearing, building MLU, all that fun stuff. So if you want to use this, if you're going, hey, this sounds like a really good activity for some of my older students, how would I do that in a way that makes them feel, you know, age appropriate for their current age? Well, there is a really cool um, how to make a snowman YouTube video that you can show your students. And on that video, there's a guy that shows you how to make a real snowman and he's actually making the snowman and how to build it. And so by having that real example presented by an adult, you could still work on sequencing with your students 
using that video and it's a little bit more age appropriate. I know there's also a couple of great videos on SciShow Kids. That is a channel on YouTube. And she talks about the science of balancing um, the perfect snowman and also like how to keep your snowman from melting. So you can get a lot of great tier two vocabulary in with that, um, you know, predicting and then summarizing the key points about what she says in those videos. And it probably aligns with some of the science standards that your older students are working on. So that is activity number two working on sequencing with building a snowman. You can use it with younger kids using Play-Doh, a felt snowman or a file folder activity. And then with older students, you can show them YouTube videos and kind of tap into more of the science components of building a snowman. And last, but certainly not least, um, the third activity that you can do is you can either create story prop kits or find ways to just talk about the snowman books that you're using to talk about what's going on in the story. So for example, with a story prop kit, the perfect book for your younger, you know, your K3 students is Sneezy the Snowman. <laughs> He's awesome. This book is great. You know why I like this book the most is because it's very versatile. It has a storyline, so you can work on story comprehension and oral narration. You can also work on the core words of like um, and other core words, but you can really highlight like. And then you can also talk about opposites hot and cold, which you can even categorize items by being hot or cold. So just right there, there's three really strong components for what you can target goals with. But what I love about this book is it's there's, and it's loaded with um, S blends and different sounds. And, and what I love about this book is that it isn't really difficult to create a story prop kit. So I was recently re reading some research um, and one of the ways to increase our students' comprehension and their ability to remember what's happening in a story is allowing them to retell the story in their own words. Now we know with some of our students, that's like, we want them to be engaged in that activity. And so what I have found to help with that and not make it be like this boring activity is by creating little prop kits or I create sensory bins related to the book. So you can create a story retail prop kit for Sneezy the Snowman. And all you need is some sort of plush snowman or a figurine, um, a snowman. You need a little like tin um, I found a little tin bucket that I had, and that was my hot tub. You need a cup, you need some ice cream, and you need a fire. I use my Melissa and Doug fire set. And you can have the students re, you know, reenact what's happening in the story. And for your students that maybe struggle with story retail, you can even turn the page and have them look at the story page by page and act it out. Now, not only are you going to be working on comprehension 
and story retell, but you're also going to be hitting a lot of great grammar structures, vocabulary, and, you know, Sneezy's just a funny guy. So it's, it's fun to talk about what Sneezy's doing. (laughs) (laughs) So those are some things that you can do is you can create some prop kits or some sensory bins uh, with some of your favorite snowman books. Or if you don't have time or money to create that, you can even just create a writing activity where, you know, the book that I'm picturing in my head right now is the snowman book by, I believe the author's name is Raymond Briggs. If I, if I got that wrong, um, don't shoot me. Okay. My memory only can go so far, but the, the wordless short book, the snowman you know, that's a great book for kids to talk about what they would do with a snowman if they had a friend for the day, a real life snowman. And if they struggle with writing and spelling, they can always tell you what they would do. And then you write it out for them and they can create a story with it. So those are my three activities that you can do with a snowman theme. Um, My biggest tip for you is if you pick a snowman theme, what I do with my caseload is I look at it and I go, okay, what are the goals that I have a lot of? Um, And then I look to see how can I adapt this one activity to cover a lot of different goals or a lot of different ages? Um, And could I use the the Sneezy Story Prop Kit with my kindergarten to fourth grade caseload? How would that look different, you know, based on the skills and needs of each grade level? So, you know, use what you have, adapt what you have. You don't have to keep finding more and more activities. You know what I mean? So I gave you a few examples of how to sequence a snowman um, for your younger students and your older students. So I would love to know what you are doing for your snowman themed activities be sure to tag me on social media at the Dabbling Speechy or just reaching out to me um, via email, Felice Clark at the Dabblingspeechy.com. I always love to hear what people are doing because then I add that to my therapy idea stash. All right, SLPs, I hope you have a great, great week. Don't forget to be the SLP that every kid wants to see. And I will see you next week. Uh-huh.